Hello. Hello. Welcome to Talk Comics to Me. Wednesday. I'm Champ. I am Heather. (laughs) This is my real name. I said it. And we're bringing you new, new comic books. New comics. I am not prepared, so we'll see how this goes. You should start since last time we tried to do this the opposite way. (laughs) It went very poorly. (laughs) Okay, so... um, my first comic is Thor. This is issue number 13. Um, this is <laughs> bothering me. Sorry. This, uh, this issue ties into the War of the Realms while also giving a little bit of history on Thor's family. Uh, this issue is mostly about Odin's brother, Kull. Um, he's very interesting. He's known as, you know, the god of fear, eventually breaker of chains and I just can't get over that and thinking about Daenerys. I'm right. sorry. <laughs> That's what I thought when I read it too, but oh god. So, not today. <laughs> uh this uh gives a lot of insight into the type of person that Cole is in this issue and then obviously who he was as a child and how him and Odin have always been fighting and it's very similar to Thor and Loki, which I thought was very interesting. Um, I don't know. I just, I love <laughs> Thor. I love the series and every single issue, even if I don't even care about or know who the character is, I always enjoy it. Um, but the way that this ties into War of the Realms is very interesting. Um, it has, he's on, I, I'm going to try to pronounce this planet, guys. Give me a minute so I can find it. Svartholheim. 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 Swart, Svartalfheim. It's the, the dark elf world, you know. So he is there on his own little mission. He is trying to get back into Odin's good graces. Um, he runs into some things that happened. I can't remember what issue it happened in the actual War of the Realms series, but it's when Freya is left alone on the planet with all the dark elves and she's fighting them. So that's where he comes in. Um... It's good, guys. It's good. It's so good. I love it. Um, The art is also incredible for it, as always. Colors are super bright, which makes the deaths seem funnier than they they should. Um, But yeah, Thor, number 13. Okay, so I have (laughs) Batman the Last Night on Earth. This is... It's, I know the title. I don't know why I'm looking at it. It's because Dave has just put all the pressure on me. Now I have to make sure I get it right. Anyway, this is <laughs> a book by Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo. It's supposed to be like their final final Batman run and kind of the, the finality of Batman. Is it, though? <laughs> well, for them, at least. Okay. I Who knows? I have... Weird feelings. I liked it overall. It's hard to describe without completely, like, ruining the entire comic for you. But the concept essentially is that the world has ended and Batman is the last person trying to fight for humanity, so to speak. And I guess the Joker as well, just because it, he... You can't fi- have one without the other. It's It's very true. And trust me, I just... I get that Joker is a really good villain and really important to Batman's, like, persona. 
But he has so many other villains. I get it. Or, mm-hmm. like, whatever. It doesn't matter. But art's real good, of course. The story's interesting, and there's a lot of layers. My favorite part of it was the way it was set up into kind of chapter-like aspects where you had the beginning where he's kind of fi- finding out what's happening, a little bit of a middle part, and just little little pieces in between that kind of pulled the whole story together, which I really enjoyed. I would say if you like Batman stories and you like pretty, like, cool art, it would be worth it. And it is a part of that black label series. Yes, so series, there so. is cursing. I'm it's sure. naughty. I'm sure there's no nudity, <laughs> for God's sakes, but... Uh, we all know what happens when somebody shows Batman's dick. So don't do it, Scott Snyder. White people freak out. (laughs) I guess Greg Capullo would actually be drawing it. But either one of you don't show Batman's dick. Yeah, but he wrote it down first. He was like, in the script, Batman's dick. And, you know, Capullo just looked at it and was like, oh, I got this. They're on the phone, like, yeah. Hey, yeah, but did you see the part about Batman's dick? We need that. It's crucial to the story. <laughs> so, if you like an interesting twist on Batman, that's that's what I suggest. Um, also, Champ's going to keep talking because I barely got any comics this week. Mm, I love talking. We're talking <laughs> comics to you. Me. <laughs> My second book I have is Daredevil. This is the first part of a new story arc of Chip de, Chip de Jour's. I did Chip it. Chip <laughs> I like Chip, Chip de Jean on my, my Chip hot dog. Did you do? Did you redo? Chip did you redo? <laughs> it's I'd, close. Anyway, <laughs> the new, the first issue of the new run of Chip Zdarsky's. That's a lot of fucking words. Mm-hmm. I'll never get them in the right order. Just call him Chip. Good old Chip. Good old Chip boy. It continues to be really interesting. Uh, so essentially the idea of this issue going in is that he has not been Daredevil for a couple months at least. Maybe a little bit longer. And then it's kind of just dealing with how New York has changed or how the people have kind of decided that he's just dead. Because he hasn't been around. So... It's one of those things where it's Matt Murdock just being like, I can just kind of live life and be happy while he's still kind of thinking about being being Daredevil. I liked it. It shows, like, how Kingpin wants to really, really bring him out and actually, like, kill him. It's Daredevil. They should have tied the Daredevil series into War of the Realms with that because I would have loved to see that story get expanded on. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I don't disagree. And it could have maybe been able to do it. But I suppose, like, with Chip coming in so early. Right. Like, it would have been a little much. Yeah, I would have had to rework the entire plot around that That, story point. Okay. I just, I really like the Daredevil story. No, I really like the Daredevil story. I really like the story. I mean, I, I really like Daredevil in general. I think it's a, he's an interesting character, I suppose, especially being, like, ex- Ex-Catholic. Right. He's got no. a lot of guilt that he needs yeah, to work Yeah, with. and it's just interesting because I'm just like, man, that dude went far. And I was like, no, thanks. <laughs> I can't. I can't do the God. 
You're not real. <laughs> You're not my mom. <laughs> Are you going to go again? Yeah, I mean, I can go again if you want. Okay. I can try. This is issue number two of Thanos. This is a book by Teeny Howard. We love Teeny. <laughs> we do love Teeny. So this issue deals with after Thanos has captured Gamora and killed everybody, he takes her prisoner and she ends up escaping and she finds Thanos and... She escapes from him and then finds him? She escapes from, like, the jail cell oh, he's okay. holding oh, her in. okay. And on, oh, on I get what ship. you're saying. I yeah. thought she, like, ran away and then was like, I'm going to go find Thanos. No, she okay. was taken prisoner on his ship. I'll be a little more clear about that. Okay. But no, and it's then, just me, I would bet. No, I think that was also my, my problem. But, yes, so she escapes, finds Thanos, proves herself, and Thanos ends up killing a guy because he failed, and she realizes that Thanos will not kill her because... She's pretty much proven herself. So it's in, it's about Thanos from Gamora's perspective, oh, more okay. more or less. Fascinating. Yeah, that's why I think okay. I really enjoy it. It's because it's it is uh, it is Thanos, but it's also it's a very interesting take on him. Yeah, rather than doing it from like his point of view, because obviously he's going to see himself as completely different than he actually is. Yeah, and it's interesting how his obsession starts with Gamora because it's the idea that she can also see death, and he's the only other one who he knows has been able to see death. So cute. Yeah, <laughs> it brings them together. Yeah, they have something in common. <laughs> My turn. Yeah. Okay, so I have this uh, first issue in this new series called She Said Destroy. Um, in theory, I should love this. This is, you know, the kind of stuff that I, I really enjoy. Uh, the story is basically, um, like, years, thousands of years ago, there was, you know, a million or some gods. Eventually, over time, people stopped believing in them, so they stopped existing, so the only two gods that are left right now are Bridget, who is the god of the sun, and Morrigan, who is the god of death. And they are fighting with each other. Um, the way that this story is written is weird because you have the two like main characters introduced, and then there's two other characters introduced who have nothing to do with the gods, but they're like the main characters of the story. I even forgot their name. <laughs> I can't remember. Um, but the way that they're introduced is just very strange because I read about them. I read, you know, the dialogue that they had, and I just don't feel like I know anything about them. They're just two random people in a story. And they're meeting a fifth person who was never introduced. <laughs> so, I don't know. It kind of just feels like it's all over the place. I, I hope it all makes sense, like, within the next few issues, but... I don't. I don't know. It looks really nice. Like it. It looks cute. There's net light. No. I don't know what just happened. I, I there think are, you broke. <laughs> there are lots of nice colors. It's kind of pastel-y, You know, cute. But yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Maybe I'll like it later. I might read it again just to see if my original opinion is true or if I was just being too critical in the moment. What happens? Yeah. She said destroy is what it's called. Bentley. Bentley comic book. Okay. 
We both have War of the Re- War of the Realms War Scrolls. War Scrolls. War of the Realms War Scrolls. These are these are really good. So each issue has like three different stories. Um, there is the Daredevil one that I had just mentioned a little bit ago, and we had talked about a little bit. The God Without Fear. That is a part two. The first part is in the first issue. Obviously, it's great. Yeah, no, this is that's actually the reason I decided to pick up this series was just because of that first Daredevil story and the first War Scrolls really intrigued me quite a bit. So I wanted to see where it ended up, especially because I also enjoyed uh, Daredevil's role in War of the War of the Realms and everything he's been doing. So it it is really interesting to see him as a as a god. Yeah, so, I. It makes me want to like read more Daredevil so I can know about him. I especially enjoyed the like the dynamic they put between, or the dynamic, the relationship they have with Kingpin and Daredevil, which is kind of just a always thing. But I really love the way it, it's it, like a it plays in Batman here. and Joker. Yeah, <laughs> it is kind of like a Batman and Joker situation. The second story deals with Doctor Strange, and after he had transferred everybody out of Manhattan. Manhattan. Yep. <laughs> you think we'd have this by now. But, so it deals with him and his, him kind of feeling weak. Yeah, it's like, he is, he's having an existential crisis, and he's trying to figure out, like, why that happened, and how he can prevent it in the future, and how he can just deal with it. Oh, my page ripped. Oh, no. What? Did you just... No. I mean, it didn't even rip. The staple just, like, came out. I don't know. <laughs> oh, well. But, yeah, that's Doctor Strange. That's his story. That's, that's story. story number two. So, number three. So, story number three. The whole reason that this book is in my personal possession, for real... Um, is a story. I'm going to read you the title because it's incredible. Wiccan and Hulkling in My Drag Brunch with Loki. <laughs> A.K.A. my favorite character. And that's why you should probably talk about it. I don't know what to talk about, though. <laughs> should I talk about... I don't know. Okay. The, the thing is a whole, I suppose. Yeah, I just, I don't want to give anything away because it is something that I think you should read because it it ties into War of the Realms, but it also just, you can just read it by itself and I feel like it makes sense. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, especially if you know at least about War of the Realms. Um, but basically, uh, Wiccan gets a, a, goes on a lunch date with like Kate Bishop. It ends up not being Kate Bishop. It's Loki. Who's like, hey, I need your help when I take over this planet. Uh, Wiccans pretty much tells him, no, you need to stop what you're doing. We really care about you. And it's just, it's so good. It, it is really, it's really, really, good. really good. But it also, you know, it, it does the, shows a bit about Loki's past as well. And how silly he yeah. is and was as a kid and stuff. And how it affects him as an adult. Stuff like that. I actually, I was looking at. Because you know, I think it was last week when we, or the week before that, when I was saying that Thor in Norse mythology actually marries Sif. Yeah, we yeah, were yeah, yeah, about yeah, that. yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I think it was last week because I listened to it 
the other yeah, day. Yeah, I, I want to say it because that's why it was still like fresh in my mind. But I ended up uh, looking up the similarities and like differences for like Norse mythology and how Stanley and Jack Kirby incorporated that into the Marvel world. Mm-hmm. Um, clearly, they I don't think that they just researched a lot of it because some of it is like weird or they just changed it for their own whatever. But in Norse mythology, I always thought it was interesting. Um, Loki is actually just like the god of mischief. That's mm-hmm. like all he is. He's not like evil or anything. Yeah. He's just like, I just want to play pranks on people. He just would drink too much wine and use his magic. And I thought that was really funny. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, that's a similarity. <laughs> that's what I was getting at. Um yeah, that was that was the one thing that was right was, you know, despite all the other weird titles that Loki does have, um, God of Mischief is the main one, and he's always playing. Yeah, I, I, I do think Loki is just a misguided, misguided character. He is. He was denied his birthright. Okay. Sorry. I have a lot of feelings. <laughs> I'm just going to go on. (laughs) Next. I have Stranger Things. This is Stranger Things 6, but this is Chapter 1. This is dealing with the character named 6. Oh, okay. So she is a part of the program that Eleven will be in shortly she is supposed to be kind of a psychic and be able to tell things before they happen, but she's not really having it. She's not really powerful necessarily. She has a fairly low percentage rate on getting things. So this kind of introduces her character, how she came to be. Not necessarily how she got here, though, yet. She was probably kidnapped as a child. Well, she is probably in her teens at one point in this book before she isn't kidnapped. So her parents have been using her to try to win the lottery. That's smart. That's really utilizing the resources you have. Yeah, but they're kind of assholes about it. So they're continually trying to get her to do that and also being just dicks. Maybe that's why she's not good at it. It was some (laughs) some conscious level. She was like, I can't do this. My parents are assholes. (laughs) So she has the ability but she closed that wall in her mind. I'm sure I'm sure that'll actually be a, a plot point. I also have this ability. <laughs> I need to be trained. Sorry. And, and with that, I'm going to talk about X-Men Grand Design Extinction. I have a lot. I guess it's Extinction X-Men Grand, Grand Design. However... You want to do it. The title Extinction is on top, and then it's X-Men Grand Design, but... How is... Is it like that on the inside, too? Oh. oh it's different. It's different on the inside, so who the fuck knows? 50-50, you'll get it right. <laughs> anyway, this continues. Uh, Ed Pisker's... <laughs> what is his name? Oh, okay. Ed Pisker. <laughs> Just say it as hard as you can. Pisker. I'm sorry, everybody whose names we're just fucking up today. We're having a good time. We're having a laugh. (laughs) Not at your expense, but at our expense and not being able to pronounce things correctly. This is a constant problem in my life, and I feel like such a jerk. Yes. 
Me it's too. literally just because my mouth doesn't want to say things right. In my head, it's right. You got that soft mouth. I got a soft mouth. <laughs> the words just fall out. I understand. I also have soft, soft mouth. Soft mouth. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back and talk about X Men Grand Design now. Extinction. Extinct. X Men Grand Design. Extinction. <clears throat> so this is the final run of his Ed Pisker's X-Men Grand Design series, which follows the X-Men from their beginnings to their end with a continuing story, weaving all of the little intricate stories into one. Cool. That is the best way to describe it. This follows X-Men Fallen? Oh, I forgot that there's... It's been a while since I've read one of these, and I forgot that there's actually an entire little, like, additional reading oh, spot in the back cute. that helps you realize what, what you're actually reading. So it gives you page one and tells you who Cyclops' wife Madeline Pryor was and revealed that she was pregnant and what issue that came from. Oh, okay. So little helpful tidbits to the back. Wish I had remembered that earlier when I was reading. Was reading. <clears throat> so that's that's all I have to say about that book. I think it's really interesting and really cool. I obviously have a thing for redesigned his comic history or annotations. S- annotations. So mm-hmm. I thought that was really cool. I do need to reread or read the first and second arc. I did read the first issue. Of the first story arc, but have not really read any past then. There's a lot happening on those pages. Oh, yeah. Because it's from, like, several different issues. Yeah. It's just, yeah. So, there's a lot lot to read, but it's really good. Really worth it. And you can pick up just this last half if you want without having to have read any of the beginning. It just covers, essentially, you know, X-Men history from the 80s on. So, I'm sorry. I'm ready now. We're ready. <laughs> this is our last one. This is also the, the last, last issue. issue. <laughs> the la- <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. <laughs> the last issue of Heroes in Crisis. I'm going to put mine over here. Okay, I'm going to put mine over here. See? There it is. Okay. I, I'm going to let Champ talk about this first because Champ always has a lot of good things to say. I actually don't think I have any, like awesome put together things to say to this issue and i honestly i don't even want to say too much no just because it is the last issue i do want to say it's interesting because there is a lot of hate going on for this book and i i i just don't get it it's fine we all have our own opinions but i i do really enjoy it i do enjoy all of the monologues that every hero has with each other or has with I guess the sanctuary cameras. I enjoy the overarching mystery of what has been happening in the book itself and kind of not giving you every piece until the very end. And the thing I just super enjoy is just the struggle that Wally is obviously going through. I think I said it several issues back that this is kind of just a story about Wally and it 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 really really is. is. It's weird because all the, you know, like Harley and Booster are introduced and it kind of feels like they're the main characters in the story. 
but they're not. Not at all. They just happen to be there. And I, yeah, I don't want to give it away if you if you would like to read it. I, I do highly suggest reading it and checking it out because it it is... It's really well written. It is very well written, and I have heard somebody say that they felt there was a lot of plot holes, and I didn't feel that way. I, I definitely did not feel that way. I'm not sure how far the person got, because I suppose if you only read to issue three or four, right, you're not going to get all of the pieces <clears throat> until the last issue. Yeah, it is a story that develops as it goes on. It's It's a mystery. And I just think that... I don't know, when anything comes to going really fast and dealing with time travel, it's it's going to be a hard thing to wrap the brain around. And even in the last half of this, it was just like, I I hate time travel shit. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I'm not a scientist. <laughs> I don't understand how it works. That, I don't know, in Endgame when they were talking about time travel, I was like, I don't know. I don't know what you guys are saying. I just smiled and just kept watching. Just stay in this time. <laughs> yeah, just stay. Who cares? But this is a. If you like a good mystery, I think this is a good mystery. I don't think you need to be super well versed in your superheroes whatsoever. The characters they introduce are just kind of introduced to let you know that heroes do feel pain and they're not. You know, they're superhuman, but they still deal with shit yeah they're as susceptible as grieving and not knowing what to do as regular ass humans so yeah uh i mean i i do suppose i understand why people wouldn't like it but i thought it was a cool interesting story i don't know i just i don't know how anyone can pick up a tom king story and be like yeah this is shit (laughs) i don't get it I I obviously don't get it. I yeah. But anyway, to each to each, each their own. Yeah, to each their own. So this should be coming out on trade soon. Yeah, actually, it's uh, solicited in the new previews as a hardcover, and it looks great. They also are offering the like side stories, like the, the, oh, price. the price. Yeah, in its own separate trade. So. Which is unnecessary, but I did really enjoy that little tie-in, and I think it does bring an interesting. A uh, little aspect into the story itself, especially dealing with the Flash and Barry and Wally and the, ba- the Batman. The Batman. <laughs> and, and all of that as well. Yes, so Heroes in Crisis. Heroes in Crisis. This went so fast today. Yeah, super fast. Um, we have we have nothing left now. We had a tiny pile of comics. So yeah, that's everything. So thanks for joining us. We appreciate each and every one of you. Every time you listen, watch, tell us you've listened or watched. That brings us the confidence we need. Yeah, that's why we can make jokes the entire time. It's true. Yeah, you'll like it. We hope. Yes, if you would like to hear us rambling some more, uh, join us next week. Because we'll do it again. I have tons of books coming next week. So. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm not looking forward to my pile, potentially. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Goodbye.